Hey guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast. <laughs> NFL Week 5. Oh man, I'm laughing because I, I did something Frank didn't expect. I, I, I clap. You know how they do that in like the movies. I figured it might help Frank later later down the road, but I'm giving you away the trade secrets. Uh, this is the Corked Up Podcast, NFL Week 5. I, I don't have to come up with creative titles anymore, Frank, which I'm just super excited about. It's just yeah. very basic. Here's what it is. Uh, we're going to talk a little Bears, obviously, as we always do, but we're not going to talk as much about the Bears win. I don't know if you guys have noticed, we don't talk when they win. Okay, we only care when they lose. That's the only time we enjoy making fun of them. Uh, but, you know, Frank, even when they win, they lose because they're I, Bears yeah. and they're losers. Uh, so, so we're going to talk a little bit about Matt Nagy and, and try and break down and figure out what the fuck is going on in his head. Uh, and then we will go ahead and make our picks for the rest of the week. And we will go ahead and uh, break down our thoughts on Bears Raiders. Our first our first later game, Frank, um, or I should say first afternoon game. We had the Sunday night game. Now we have the afternoon game. Uh, 305, pretty good squad calling the game. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. Some I and Eagle on there. Always appreciate him. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it, Frank. Uh, quick update. David Montgomery, four to five weeks with a sprained knee. I mean, it, it's unfortunate, obviously. But that's best but case scenario. It's it's clearly the best case scenario, especially when you don't see the replay of the injury, which we talked about on our immediate mm-hmm. reaction pot. Uh, and then, Frank, <laughs> Matt Nagy comes out and he says, listen, here's the deal. All right. Listen to me. I don't know how many more times I'm, I have to say this, but Andy Dalton, when healthy, is our start. It's that simple. And he, he, nothing wrong with that. You get Rich Eisen just stumbling around trying to figure out what what just happened. You have people all over the NFL just, what is he doing? What 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 the fuck is going on, Frank? When you heard that. I, 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 were you even disappointed? How can you be? Because it's just expected at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, di- disappointment isn't the right word. It was more like this is a clown show. Like, it, it's it's just becoming more and more of a clown show. But I sort of, there, there were two, like, immediate thoughts. And really, these are my only thoughts on that situation and, you know, Matt Nagy's comments. One was like, I'm glad this is happening because now Matt Nagy can't save his job by doing whatever he did last, you know, last off season or, or after last year ended, because we've been saying this since 20, like mid 2019. We're like, okay, this isn't looking like 2018 anymore. What the hell is the matter? And you really dig deeper. And you're like, this guy seems to be a bit in over his head at this point. And it was like, 2018 was like the token, amazing defense type of season. Um, so I, I was really happy to see national talking heads really start to dig into him because it's something that you and I and other Bears fans who have been around, you know, beat reporters that are like, he might not know what he's doing. And now we're like very certain of it, but we were like very early on with that local people who have been paying attention. So I'm happy that it's on the national scale now. The second thing was, I totally understand why he's sticking with Andy Dalton. And it's because of his ego and because he he kept on saying in that press conference, well, I'm not telling you who called the plays. It doesn't matter because it runs through me anyway. His ego is so big. He can't just say, look, 
I can't call plays or my system isn't that good. I need to work on my system. He can't say anything like that. His ego, his ego is so fragile when it comes to that. And with that said, he's married to this system. It's very clear that he's married to this system. And you hearken back to week two against the Bengals. I sat up here on this same podcast and said, Andy Dalton looked good running the system. His reads were quick. His throws were quick. Everything looked like a professional quarterback. The only problem is the system sucks. It's a bad <laughs> system. That was exactly what I said. And I, there was a lot more curse words spewed through because I was really upset. Now I'm not upset. Um, but he wants to stick with his system and he knows Dalton's best for the system. But the problem is he hasn't recognized that his system's just not good at all. Yeah. It's not good. It's yeah. beaten the average defenses. It's beaten the bad defenses. Anytime it steps up, it's really, really bad. And, and he can't let that go. He can't say, hey, I have a better quarterback here that I can't adjust to. I only want to run my system and Dalton runs it better. That's what it is. It's exactly what's happening. And his ego is just so fragile. He can't just say like, I mean, there, there, there was statistics that I, that I pulled up. Um, let me pull them up. I, I should have had them ready. Um, in, in 12 games, 12 confirmed games that we have Matt Nagy calling plays, uh, the last two seasons, we have scored 18.2 points per game. Um, and a lot of that is like, if there was some way to adjust for like the defense getting you really good field position, I, I'm positive that would be lower. Uh, <laughs> and with Bill Lazor in seven games, we are averaging 27.7 points per game, almost 10 full points more. So it's like not only are the statistics showing you more, just the eye test of, of the rhythm and the yeah. thing we talked about in, in the, the immediate reaction. If you guys haven't watched that, go check that out because we won't be diving too much into the game itself. But this guy is a clown, man. Like he just has no – he he he. It's not only his ego, it's like his lack of introspection. He has not looked in the mirror to change one thing because he's been right. calling these same type of plays since 2018. And it worked for eight games, nine games. And he's like, boy, yeah. let's keep working. We've got to stick with it. That's not how this league works. You have to continue to adjust to the adjustments. Right. And right. right. And that's, that's what I was going to say is that the NFL is, is uh, the league. It's a league of adjustments. And this is what gets NFL head coaches fired. Uh, on the offensive side and the defensive side as well is when yeah. they they can't because listen Matt Nagy as much as we clown on him he's not an idiot maybe as an NFL head coach well, as a play to his to his to his peers he he's not maybe in that sense yes he he's not exactly the best at his job I think that's that's been proven clear right but he's still a smart guy in the sense of the NFL. He has gotten to this point. He is one of 32 NFL head coaches. That's a quite the accomplishment. Yep. He's done that based off of the way that he has done things, his system, his play calling, things that he's believed in. So it, I, I, to a degree, I do understand why it's hard for him to admit that maybe there is a problem. But where he just doesn't seem, what he doesn't seem to grasp is he talks about team first all the time. Well, I'm going to make the best decision for the Chicago Bears. It's all about the Chicago Bears. Man, there were certain things that he was saying that yeah. did not make me believe that. When he's talking, well, Bill did a great job. Let's let's make that clear. But remember, guys, it all comes through me. When he calls a play, I have to give it the okay. Right? That's that's me. Everything he does, that's me. I get credit for that. I should get credit for that. And Ryan Clark was on that ESPN show. Or he's just like, shut the hell yep. up. Yep. Man. Like, 
he just doesn't seem to grasp that when the team succeeds, it makes him look better. It really does. Being able to, there's something about being able to just take a step back, look reporters, fans, players in the eyes, and being able to say, listen, I get what I what what I was doing wasn't working. You know, I think Bill has a better plan. And and maybe I need to learn something from Bill Lazor about what, you know, the type of plays he likes calling, why he likes calling plays like that. I, I would think that's, that's something people would want him to say, because I, I just think it's shattering this illusion that he has where he th- everything's perfect. It's all good. I'm great at what I do. There's no issues. Dude, NFL fans can see through that. Think about how many shitty Bears head coaches we've had in this town. Like, we we can sense the bullshit. We know what we see, man. Bill Lazor did a fantastic job. As soon as they're running the ball and, and scoring touchdowns on the ground, everyone's like, yeah, no no way Nagy's calling this yeah. game. There's no chance. And, and listen, something that shouldn't get lost in all of this is the fact that it was against the Detroit Lions. Okay, oh, 100%. It, It's not like they had, uh, I, I don't know. The, the Arizona Cardinals walking in here and the, and the Bears just beat the brakes off of them. Like, that's that's obviously not what happened. But this is what we talked about since the beginning of the season, Frank. If this offense can just look professional, they yep. will win games. And, and this is what they did. That's what they did. They just did the basics. Now, again, talked about some things on the, on the reaction pod, the immediate stuff right after the game. Got a little more conservative towards the end. They've had a problem of doing that in the past. That's that's just what they do. But if this team can just score 24 to 30 points, they're going to be in a good position to win a lot of games, Frank. Yep. That's just how this works with the type of defense that they have. And I, I think the core of the issue of going back and just saying, look, man, Andy Dalton's our star. I just don't I just don't understand how you say that. And I don't understand how Brian Pace, the owners, no one has stepped in and been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What, like, I, I, how, how do you watch Justin Fields and opening that offense that much more? Like, think about those deep balls. And it's not just the plays that were called. It was the ability to hit those plays. Like, <laughs> he made the strikes that we've been asking for for yeah. years. And, and the first thing you say is, well, listen, <laughs> once Andy Dalton comes back, oh, man, we're getting right back to it. It's like. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, have some fucking. Come on. He yeah. Come he, on. <laughs> I mean, he he just he's he's so married uh, again. He's so married to his scheme, and he doesn't want it. Like he wants to prove that his scheme is winning games versus the talent. But it's it's one of these weird things, man. And and I've talked about this not only just in football. It, it's it's like this in a lot of just like job places where the boss wants the credit when the worker did all the work, but it's like, you look good. Cause they did good. You hired them dummy. Like, what are you like? Why, why do you, it's the same thing with like the bulls uh, in the nineties when Jerry Cross is, well, you know, they're, they're, you, you signed these guys, you drafted these guys. That's all. That's your credit. You don't need anything more than that. You made those decisions. I don't get like, it, people have this weird thing when it comes to their ego that they want this sort of like credit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, could you imagine if like Bill Belichick every Super Bowl was like, yeah, Tom made the throws, but God damn it, I called the plays and I game planned for that. You better, you better. And, and I drafted him. And I drafted that? him and developed Remember that six rounder. Like, how stupid would he have sounded had he said stuff like that? 
He didn't give a fuck about what these pundits are saying. Was it Tom or was it Bill? He's got six rings, dog. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Are the greatest coach of all time with the greatest quarterback of all time. That's it. It is what it is. You you can argue till you're blue in the face. He'll never comment that uh, comment on that a day in his life because he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't yeah. have that type of ego. No, because he wants to win. Because he wants to he win. Wants That's to all win. that matters. Make, That's my point. He identifies it's the, same thing. the best I mean, like, players and plays yeah. them. It's that, that, that simple. That's what I mean. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, and and again, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like, after Mike won his third ring, well, they're starting to say you're greater than than Magic. He's like, I just want to win. Say what you want about they're great. Larry's great. Magic's great. They're great. I want to win. I don't give a fuck about that. You know what I mean? Like, because like yeah. you're in the moment, you're here. You just want to win for me. I don't think I'm getting that out of Nagy. I'm getting like, I, I, I want to win, but I want to win because it, it was the way I wanted to win. I didn't just yeah. want to win. You and, know what I mean? Again, and, it, and it's something we were talking about in our fantasy podcast. Plug, plug, go check that out on YouTube ex- exclusively uh, with the Urban Meyer situation, losing the locker room. Listen, I, I don't know how Matt Nagy doesn't lose the locker room if Andy Dalton plays. Like, I, I don't know how yeah. guys like Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack, Allen Robinson, fuck, even Darnell Mooney. Like, I, I know he's still a young guy, but come on, man. You can't tell me Darnell Mooney is going to be like, have a game like that yep. and then be like, going back to fucking Andy Dalton. This is, I just don't get how the franchise doesn't understand the importance of having Justin Fields play. Listen, if Justin Fields has had a game that he had in Cleveland, right, you and I didn't, you know, I don't think we thought that was going to happen, right? And again, I don't think a lot of it has to do with the Cleveland game being on Justin Fields. We we know this, right? But at the same time, if he had had a similar game, if he had struggled, if he had missed some of those deep balls where you're like, you know what, he still needs some time. He still needs to learn a little more about the how to read defenses, things like that. No, man, you saw it. I know. Listen, I had, I, mean, those I, had I had Packers fans, you know, what's the Lions? Like, relax. Listen, it doesn't matter who those throws were against. Those were impressive throws. You can say it as a Packers fan all you want. I get you're salty because the Bears have a, have a quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. God forbid we have one, right? God, God forbid we have something nice. But – I, you, how do you watch those throws and you're like, oh, man, the Lions suck. It's like, come on. Because the, come this, on, that's man. the thing. Those weren't wide open scheme throws. No. Those were tight window on yes. the money throw. I don't care who he's throwing that against. Yes. Like, had the scheme had someone wide open, sure, you hit the pass. That's what I expect a, a national football quarterback to do, even though we had one that couldn't make those wide open throws. Uh, you know, the last few seasons. Like, those throws, no matter who it's against, were impressive. I think the last thing that I have, and if you don't have anything, we can get into the week five picks. The reason why it's astounding to me that Matt Nagy has this ego is because he hasn't earned it. He, there's no reason yes. that he should have Agreed. it. That, that's Agreed. what bothers me. I hearken back to like Andy Reid with the Eagles. They're like, man, he's throwing the ball too much. He's not running the ball enough. He needs to do. He doesn't have the receiving core to do it, but the offense was still humming, but they just couldn't get to that Super Bowl title. They couldn't get over the top. He's got to change something. And he was like, Fuck you. I'm not changing anything. I've had a lot of success in this, but he earned that right. Whether you thought Andy Reid was right or wrong in Philadelphia, he earned that right because those offenses were really, really good. You think back to the last couple seasons now, this season and last season, 
People are saying, you know what, maybe it was a little bit more Tom Brady than it was Bill B. Then maybe Bill B got to be a little bit more player friendly. He's like, and, and whether this is going to be right or wrong in him, he's like, fuck you guys. I've won six titles the Patriot way. We're going to keep doing it the Bill B Patriot way because that's how we've won. Even if he winds up being wrong, I understand like, hey, you can't argue with success. You couldn't argue with uh, with Andy Reid's Philadelphia offenses. Those things were amazing. Donovan McNabb was amazing. They made four straight NFC championships and, and, and made it to a Super Bowl one loss. Like that's success. I, I know winning the ring, like people like, oh, well, you didn't win the ring. That's still success. They earned yeah. that ego. They earned that like, no, I'm not changing shit. I've won this way. We've had success this way. Let's do it. What has Matt Nagy done to be like, nope, I'm not changing it? He, I, he doesn't have, he has this ego for no reason. And that's what bothers me. Yeah. Had like, even to a degree, man. And I know this may sound crazy to some fans. I understood why like Mark Trestman didn't change anything. He had some real offensive success in the NFL. He led Oakland and like, what was it? Oh, two or Oh three with rich Gannon to the best offense in the league. He came in yeah. in year one with Chicago and had a top three offense in the league. Like he had success. So I get him not wanting to change anything. What the fuck has Nagy done to like garner this ego? That's what bothers me. It's not the ego itself. It's just that you have done nothing to earn that. You called four games for 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 Andy Reid and blew a playoff game with Alex Smith. <laughs> and all of a sudden you have this blown up ego because everyone's calling you a fucking genius. Yeah. Like I, it, that, that that's the annoying part about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't earned anything. He has earned no respect with Bears fans at all. The one job he had was to turn Mitch Trubisky into a Pro Bowl, All-Pro quarterback. We've talked about this. Yep. And he didn't succeed. Now, granted, again, the whole idea that it's one or the other, it's irrelevant, right? It, it can be both, guys. It yes. can be both. Mitch can suck. Nagy can suck. They both can suck together. I think that's what happened. I think that's pretty clear, right? I, he just hasn't done anything. Like, Bears fans, like, sure, he's a likable guy, and that was nice after John Fox and Mark Trussman because – Neither were, were all that likable, but Matt Nagy has crossed into that territory where it's just like, dude, where is the self-awareness? Like, I get – but no, I don't even get it. I, how does how does Justin Fields not playing make Matt Nagy look better? I, ju I just – I don't – I don't get it. it. Does he not understand that if Justin Fields wins, looks good, and, prog and shows progress under his tutelage – that that guarantees him a job with the Bears for the next yeah. few years. But I think, but Jack, I I, I think we were right I, when we touched on this a couple of God. weeks ago. The 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 ready that Justin Fields needed to be was for him to be a statue Andy Dalton quick throw quarterback, and that's not him. And I don't want that no. to be him. Who the fuck wants no. Justin Fields to do that? That's boring. That watch, uh, Frank. I, I've said I th I've said it every single time Justin Fields plays. I've texted you every single time. Holy shit, this guy is fucking fast. Like yeah. he turns a corner and you're like, man, there comes like a three yard gain. And then he just cuts it a I little know. more and it's insane, a 10 dude. yard first down. I'm like, it's insane. God damn. I just, yeah. Bill Lazor, credit to him. He called a really good game plan. He yep. really executed. Uh, he, he let Justin Fields be himself. I think the quotes that Justin Fields said afterwards, where he's talking about Lazor just being calm, collected. Hey, let's run this play. Look for the guy down the field. Don't worry about checking it down because uh, on a lot of those deep balls, you saw the check down was there. David Montgomery wide open. That's Andy Dalton's bread and butter. No, no, no. Justin Fields is like, listen, time to get aggressive. Let's yep. look for it, guys. Let's get Darnell Mooney, the, the Super Bowl bringer, is what the Bears front office called him in the offseason. Let's get him involved. Let's get Allen Robinson some targets. And Frank, last but not least, 
Cole Komet, man. What the fuck is going on here? I, I listen, <laughs> listen. I understand. I understand that it takes some time for tight ends to get developed, right? We've talked about this yeah. fantasy wise, NFL wise, it, it, tight ends. It just it takes them a little bit longer. He needs to be a pass catching tight end that changes the game, that adds that extra little element to their offense. He cannot just be a fuck. Oh, look at all these blocks he made. Yeah. Look at that yeah. blocking. That's great. That's great that he can block. That's not his fucking job. That's not why he was drafted in the second round. That's not why he was their first pick in that draft. That's not why they drafted him. You yeah. can say he's a great blocker all you want. No, he needs to be involved in the pass game. It's that simple. I agree. It's it's. So again, I, I'm still... Um, you know, you have to be, just like you said, you have to be patient with tight ends. It's year two, usually year three or four is what you know, what you got, but there's just some things that I'm like, is this Adam Shane again? Like what the hell? I mean, you're talking about Justin Fields fucking dropping back, feeling the pressure, hitting a little Russell Wilson, spin a getting out of there, rolling away back foot toss. That was perfectly placed and Cole Komet falls down. Like, one of the things, you know, the draft profile of this guy is like, man, really, you know, super good tight end. His his ceiling is, you know, George Kittle type, like like just middle of the field dog, that type of guy. You know, maybe he's not the most athletic, but, you know, you like just the the the, the center of gravity, if you will, is like there. We shouldn't see that from him. Like the athletic profile was really, really good. And I think we've seen the blocking. We've seen the George Kittle type of blocking that we knew we were going to get. Um, but it's, it's some plays like that, man. Like you have to make that play. Like how do you fall on that? Yeah. Like I, I expect someone with that type of draft profile and that athleticism to be able to turn their body to adjust to that ball. Yeah. Because Justin Fields realistically threw him open. Yeah. Yeah, and he just but but no 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 Frank he he blocked he had a, he hit some good blocks. Yeah no which uh, I, again I I will I I think you're you're more upset with the way it's being reported of like oh the blocking but the thing with tight ends is that that's what usually keeps them off the field so the fact that he is a good blocker is a good I thing. agree I agree but don't get me wrong right I, I but agree. to your point if you're gonna do that to keep you on the field I think it only it adds to what I'm saying is like you need to make those catches too like that like that was that was your time to say even, hey i'm here yeah we, we got our yes, quarterback yes. perfect throw bam yes i i agree i agree that that cole Komet does need to make most the most of his opportunities i guess where i'm coming from is a different angle in the sense that no he should have more than just a couple opportunities to make the most uh, of. i think he needs, i see he needs to be a focal point of this offense like i i think he can be we haven't seen yeah. again. Why do we always get in these certain situations with Bears draft picks where it's like we 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 have to wait so fucking long before we could be like, man, this this guy's good or goddamn, this guy's fucking bad. Like yeah. that's why Darnell Mooney was so exciting because like even a guy like David Montgomery, right? We don't know if he's good for a few years because they don't use him enough, and we're like, yeah. ah, Jordan Howard is another great example. Like, they just – is he good? Is he bad? We're not totally sure because they just don't use him that much. Like, yep. It, this drives me nuts, man. Like, great – it's it's great that he's a blocker, but then why are we wasting draft capital on a fucking blocking tight end when you can use J- Jesper Horstead to do the same thing? Yeah. I will say, I will say, though, I hope 
that Bill Lazor calls the plays for the rest of the season? Because I think then we'll at least yes. know a little bit more. Because Nagy yes. wasn't getting anything out of anybody, dude. Like, no, I, it's exactly. just, and exactly. and that that's your point that you just made. It's like, we we can't we can't do this. You you start Fields for the rest of the year. You let Bill Lazor call the plays, and then we'll know what we have in certain players. I think. Yeah. Especially without David Montgomery now, like, do you, what, what is the rest of the season truly about? Is it about winning and, and making the playoffs without one of your best players? Yeah, which, but that's the thing, like, I, I feel like we're going into week five right now. We could be, if Justin Fields starts week one, goes through the different lumps that he has, that he's going to continue to go through throughout his whole first season, at least, we could be thinking right now, even if we're still just two and two, or it's just starting to trend that way where it's like, hey. We might be a playoff team, but it's like now he's getting it. And like the, his first start, you just throw that out the window. That's nothing. You get like nothing out of that. Second one, we saw him make vast improvements and obviously the play calling to go that way. But that's why we were calling to start him week one, because then we have a clear outlook on what this year is. Yes. You look, yes. I mean, look at the Jets. They know they're not winning, but they feel like they're seeing good improvement. Like um, Zach Wilson had a really good game last week. That's what it's all about. Just keep, they knew that's what the season was going to be. But the Bears are, again, just like you said, stuck in that limbo phase. Are, are we just going to try our hardest to get nine wins and back into the playoffs and lose to the fucking Buccaneers in the first round? Yeah. Like, I mean, and, what are and, we doing, man? And and, and that, that kind of makes you have to question it a little bit more as well. Like, Matt Nagy's thought process, and, and this will be my last thought when we can get to our picks here. My last thought is, without David Montgomery, how – how is Andy Dalton a viable option? He likes to check the ball down. You can't really do that when all you have on your roster is Damian Williams is an effective player. Like, yeah, great. They brought up Artavis Pierce. The dude wears number 46. Like, let's just, let's just call it what it is. We, we know these numbers mean something. All right. Like Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Great. They traded for Jakeem Grant. We should have mentioned that as well. It's in a 2023 sixth round pick Six, yep. uh, for Jakeem Grant, which I like that trade. But that tells me that Khalil Herbert is going to be used in the run game a little bit more because they don't want him, you know, punt, you know, punt returning, kick returning. So they already know they're thin. So why would you put in a quarterback who relies a lot on his running backs when you could have a guy who does who is able to push the ball down a little more on the field? Like it, it's just like little stuff like that that is super frustrating with Matt Nagy. Yeah, Frank, I, agree. I can't talk about this anymore until we talk about the Raiders. Luckily, we won't have to talk about that game for a little bit here. So let's go ahead and get into our game picks. For this week, Thursday night football, uh, a good one, a surprisingly good one. Again, I'm not a huge fan of division games on Thursday night. I think they're too important to have on the, those short week games. So I'm not a huge fan of the matchup uh, from that from that aspect. From a viewership aspect, absolutely love. Give me something entertaining to, to, to end out the week. Uh, Rams at Seahawks. The Rams obviously taking their first loss of the season. Seahawks kind of getting back on track a little bit here. Frank, which uh, which way are you going in this one? Going Seahawks, man. The Rams defense showed a couple cracks that I think first half Russ let him cook is going to take advantage of. Short week, not enough game planning. <laughs> I'm going Seahawks. I'm uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I, I I can't. I don't know, man. I just can't trust the Seahawks. They're they're they're, they're one of those teams where it's just like, what? Which one am I getting? You know. I know. This, this is going to be from... an ugly Thursday night game where he throws for 400 <laughs> yards, four touchdowns, yeah. and it's 12 to 10. I can't wait for it. <laughs> Uh, then we got Jets at Atlanta, the New York Jets getting their first overtime win. Impressive. Uh, Atlanta taking another loss. But Matt Ryan did look a lot better this week. Frank, can he keep it rolling and, and beat the Jets? 
I'm going with the first tie of the season. No, I'm <laughs> this is two teams that I just don't want to pick. I'm going with the Falcons, man. I guess I trust yeah. them a tad bit more than the Jets. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons as well. Uh, New England at Houston. Frank, which way are you going on this one? Uh, this may get ugly, man. I mean, I, uh, Tyrod isn't back until at least week six. Davis Mills, I mean... What do we, what do we, against that defense, there's no shot. I think the, I mean, it may be ugly, but it's not going to be close. Yeah, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with New England in this one. Yeah, I just think yeah. they're a better team overall. And, and Davis Mills, I don't know what, <laughs> what anyone needed to see from him to think if he's a real legit NFL quarterback, but uh, third round pick, we'll, we'll high, we'll high for Davis Mills, I think. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota, got another divisional game. Uh, Frank, are we both going with the Vikings in this one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Easy enough. Philadelphia at Carolina. Frank, Frank, uh, Freaky Sam, balling out a little bit, getting a little run game going. Which way are you going in this one, man? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Panthers, man. Um, the Eagles, they're just like missing something. They don't seem like a bad team when I watch them, but yeah. they're a bland. They're a very bland team. Carolina has some juice to them. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just the Eagles. I don't know what it is. I mean, because they looked solid last week. They did. But even in being solid, it's like they're a half notch above a naggy offense. I feel like it's not it's not looking <laughs> good over there, man. Yeah, I'm going Carolina as well. I just think they're a better team. Like I said, over overall, same thing with uh, New England. But yeah, Philadelphia, I totally agree. Like, it's interesting to me that they drafted Devonta Smith. And and they use him. They they do. You know they get him some targets. But like, man, I I don't know. Miles Sanders' usage isn't very high. Like they just they they should be more exciting, right? You have Jalen Hurts yeah. who can run a little bit. You have Devonta Smith who's like I said, Heisman Trophy winner, game breaking wide receiver. They have the athletic running back and Miles Sanders, and they they just yeah. I agree. They they just are are kind of boring to watch. They, they are. It should be like it. It should feel like those tw- the what was it the 2000 2010 Eagles when they when they had Michael Vick back there and he like came back and came back to life and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Super fun team to watch. Like can't miss football. The Eagles are kind of like eh, Eagles around. Yeah. It just doesn't make any I sense. Know. Maybe that's the Colts play caller uh, Nick Sirianni uh, coming in to be that head coach. Maybe that's uh, what it is. New Orleans at Washington. Frank, what is New Orleans? Are they good? Are they bad? They're somewhere in the middle, I think, but Washington's <laughs> defense has regressed so much more than I thought yeah. they would. And and, and yeah. Taylor Heineke is really fun to watch, but this Saints defense is real. I don't think he's going to have nearly as much success this week. So I'm going Saints and potentially an ugly game. I mean, it, me- Sean Payton's coaching like he doesn't trust Jameis. They're not sticking with him or Taysom Hill after this season. They're going to go and get yeah. somebody, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Washington in this one. Uh, listen, man, Taylor Heineke, he's just a baller, right? He is. Doesn't he look is. like much. Doesn't look like much, but he makes the plays. Like he, it, when stuff breaks down, he knows where to go with the yeah. football. He really yeah. does. So I, I think I think Washington is gonna win this one. He doesn't look like um, much, but it's honest work, Jack. It's honest it's, work. It's honest. He's Jim. Rock, <laughs> all right. Jim. First, Rock. One, First in, one in. Last one last out. Last one out. That's what I'm talking about. Tennessee at Jacksonville, both going Tennessee in this one. Yes. Tennessee sucks. We just I mean, that we whole just division. That whole division is bad, bad. dude. Real what bad. the hell is going on? Yeah, it's it's not good. There's a lot of bad NFL. They're they're starting to separate themselves very early this season. The bad maybe, teams. Maybe that's what the fantasy issue is. Just a lot of bad teams. Maybe that is what it is. 
Uh, Miami at Tampa Bay. Frank, are we both going Tampa? Correct. Yeah, man, Miami. I, it's just, That's another team I, that I, defensively you, regressed. You got to be disappointed the most, right, in Miami? I, I am, but see, so this is the thing. I'm disappointed, but I'm not shocked because the last couple seasons, it's been Brian Flores really coaching up a team that didn't have that much talent. And in order for them to take that next step, it was going to be Tua being what people thought Tua was. And he's just, he's not, man. And and I feel really bad for Brian Flores because he may wind up losing his job in a couple of years, like a year or two, because Tua just isn't good. But I think he still coaches them to be like a seven, eight win team every year. And they just can't find his replacement. Like they're in football hell, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so too. Cause they're going to keep winning too many games to be yep. like top quarterback prospects unless they trade up or something like that. Green Bay at Cincinnati. Frank, I'm going with the upset. Give me the Bengals. Give me the fucking Bengals in this game. All right. I've seen enough. Yeah, I know they're out there. They're without Joe Mixon. You think I care? They're without Joe. No, I don't care because they have Joe Burrow and this Packers defense sucks and they just lost to Charlie Alexander. It's team's yeah. garbage. Give me yep. the Bengals at home, Frank. Hey, Burrow has got some fucking moxie to him. I like, I stole that. If, if Javonis is listening to this, I stole that from you, <laughs> but he's got, I mean, he's got it, man. I mean, you, you talk yeah. about though, the difference between, you know, you know, a, a quarterback that you feel really good about and someone like Tua, that's what it is. Like, even if the Bengals weren't winning, he just has like the it factor, man. And the same thing I, I, I see from Justin Fields, these throws, the little swagger when he, when he gets the first down, you just see him walking. Like Tua is just this straight up and down, very boring quarterback like he didn't have I mean if you're talking about Taylor Heineke I know he's not going to be a franchise guy but it's like he has the spunk the moxie he's got the the thing going for him and I just <laughs> don't I don't see it with Tua man you know it's like it's yeah. sort of like showing that and like Burrow's got it man but I, I'm going with I'm going with the Packers here there there should I I should uh go back real quick take a step back should mention Sunday morning is the is the game in London? London, so yep. it's it's Falcons Jets in London. I think it's eight thirty. I think is the, like the central nine, yeah. time. So just just be aware, fantasy wise, we should have mentioned this on the fantasy podcast, but I completely forgot they're in London because it's going to be important to get your lineup set for that. That is true. Uh, I mean, who who is why are you starting a Jets or a Falcons player in the first place? Well, you know, you sleep got, maybe, in everybody. You you go ahead and sleep right in. Maybe you got Matt Ryan. You know, maybe, maybe you got Cordero Calvin Patterson. Ridley. Maybe 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 Patterson. Hey, sneaking listen, in there. listen. Yeah, he might be. Bears may <laughs> Bears probably should have kept it. Uh, Denver at Pittsburgh. Frank, this is this is going to be an ugly game. I, I'm yeah, going with Pittsburgh, but I don't really feel <laughs> that confident in that pick. I'm going with Pittsburgh, too, because I think Drew Locke is going to start, and and there's nothing he's going to be able to do with this defense, I don't think. He's going to get fucking clobbered. They may, yeah. they, I don't know who their third string is, but they may be going to him this week because Drew Locke, if he starts, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go – yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh. I'm yep. going Pittsburgh, but like I said, I don't feel super good about it. Uh, all right. Late game, Bears, Raiders. Let's get into it, Frank. Uh, I – asterisk time right i i picked the raiders but with an asterisk if justin fields plays i'm going with the bears if it's andy dalton I, i'm gonna go with the raiders i think it's it's fairly simple right i know you're you're probably leaning more raiders right Trey, you gone so i'm throwing the asterisks out jack 
I refuse to believe that Matt Nagy is this incompetent. Justin Fields is starting this game. Bill Lazor is calling these plays. The Raiders are going to run up and down against this secondary because the Raiders have a really good offense. But we're going to see the superior quarterback pull some things out, make some of the best fucking throws you've ever seen in your life, Jack. The Bears are beating the Raiders because Justin Fields is going to put the fucking team on his back with a broken leg, 98 yards. <laughs> Touchdown. Touchdown. Darren Sharper. Hardest One of the hardest-hitting safeties in the league. Hunter yeah. Renfro, one of the whitest players in the league. I have He's going to go for like 250 against this secondary. And Justin Fields is pulling this fucking game out. The Bears are winning this game, baby. Yeah, we we saw what uh, we we saw what Joey Bosa was saying about uh, Derek Carr last uh, last night against the in the Monday night game, and. If pressure really does make make uh, make Derek Carr fold like that, then I have a feeling the new and improved Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack, and and Travis Gibson. Let's not let's not forget about Travis yeah, Gibson because looks like a good player wearing number ninety nine. Love pass rushers wearing number ninety nine. I do looks, too. It just looks right. Looks right. And I think this I think this defensive line. The front seven are, are going to get after it, and and Sean Desai. Listen, I know it was uh, the, the Lions did kind of make a few nice plays here or there, but that game was pretty much over. Um, I, I like what I've seen from Sean Desai, the way he's calling these defenses. Same. I'm still a little concerned about that secondary, but I, I think the front seven is going to be able to get to Derek Carr before it really becomes a problem. No, the, the Raiders are going to score points. They, they are a vertical team, and that's what that's what the Bears have struggled with. But again, if if Bill Lazor is calling the plays and Justin Fields starting, what I saw last week that, that that's the thing that we neglected to touch on. It's I, I do, the reason why I want Bill Lazor to call the plays for the rest of the year. Not only it's because Matt Nagy's bad at it, but it's because then <laughs> him and Justin are able to build off of these performances. What are you good at? What did you like? How can we build off what you like? How can yep. we continue? And if we have that for a full year and we get to really see a, a, just an improved Justin Fields, you know, starting with the basics from week four on with what Bill Lazor was able to implement, I mean, we're going to see him attack this week, uh, Raiders secondary. We we should anyway. Um, and I think I, I think we have the ability. Well, I should, I should say Justin Fields has the ability to win some shootout games against, you know, maybe not Aaron Rodgers or anything just yet, but like against Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a solid core, a good quarterback. I like Justin Fields better. Yeah, and I I hope the Bears take advantage a little bit more of the matchups with the weaker secondary. But I think both of their starters, the Raiders, uh, got hurt last night mm-hmm. against the Chargers, and the, and the Chargers didn't really go towards Mike Williams a whole lot, which really surprised me they'd been using him a ton and then they kind of just got away from it a little bit more went towards more of like Eckler and then the short passing game with with Keenan Allen so I'm kind of hoping the Bears take a little more advantage um Frank this may be the week that Allen Robinson gets back on track if if Bill if it's Bill Lazor if it's Justin Fields I think I think Andy uh excuse me I think Allen Robinson is really going to get back on track here and and I think he's going to put up a nice game I, I I would expect it from this against this type of secondary. Uh, like I said, I'm going Raiders if it's Andy Dalton. I have no confidence that in, in Andy Dalton being able to run a professional offense, especially if it's Matt Nagy calling plays again, which who knows? We don't fucking know. If it, it fucking could be. We have no idea. Uh, especially because he said that this is the last time I'm talking about who's calling plays. So does that mean that Bill Lazor's just, know. it's him the rest of the way? I hope. Like, that's what I'm saying. We, we don't know. 
So I, I'm going to go with the Raiders because I picked against the Bears last time and, and they lost uh, and they won. So so who knows? Uh, let's uh, let's keep moving. I don't have a ton else to talk about. Do you? No, I mean, David no, Montgomery's I, out. You know, that, that well, I mean, Damian Williams, he, he looked really good in, in his replacement. And again, we touched on yeah. this in the immediate pod, but I thought offensively this the running back room was the best group on offense uh, yeah. because they, I thought they were, they were built really well. And, and we know that running backs get hurt. And I think Damian Williams is going to be a really good uh, plug in until week nine, 10, 11, whenever Monty comes back. And he should have a solid game, too. I mean, the Raiders defense isn't that good. Like the offense with Bill Lazor calling plays should do pretty well. Agreed. Uh, we have Cleveland at the Chargers. Um, Frank, I, I'm going with the Chargers. I, I think they're one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, I, I thought the Cleveland, I thought after the first couple of games, like Cleveland has some tough, you know, tough start to the season. I was like, ah, they're, they're still a good team. But my, my faith in Baker Mayfield has been absolutely, if I had any, let's, let's call what it is. Fantasy yeah. wise, we always knew Baker was going to be kind of a, eh, not, not mm-hmm. really an option. But NFL-wise, I don't know if Baker is really all that. I don't know if he's he, dude, either. he looks bad, man. I, I think yeah. we even touched on this in the immediate. I forget why he came up, but like, he looks like Mitch. He's missing throws that are so wide open. It's almost like he he did get hurt. He did get hurt a couple weeks ago. He did. So I'm wondering if maybe because it was his shoulder, right? Well, it so was I'm his non-throw. Maybe... It was his non-throwing shoulder. So I don't know how much yeah. that affects. But see, th- th- this is what I don't, and I'm not, I'm not saying it because you're. Bring, th- I, I don't like when players do that. If you're playing hurt, shut the fuck up and play. You can't use yeah. that as an excuse. Uh, if you are, you have to sit. And that was my problem. Remember last year when everyone's like, "Well, Khalil Mack is hurt," and like, then sit. I was saying with Chris Bryant, "Well, his wrist, then sit him." They look, they don't look good. If you're if you're hurt <laughs> and you can't perform to your standards or anywhere close to your standards, you have to sit. Yeah. And get healthy. And, and get healthy. That's the whole point. The and then, and then we can. But you can't keep on every time. Like, but that it bothers me because it's only with certain players that I see that anytime Baker looks like this. Oh, well, he jammed his finger. He jammed his thumb pre-game. Then sit him, because <laughs> I see what I see and it's not looking good. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're going Chargers in this. I'm going well. Chargers, dude. The Chargers may have the best defense in the league, but statistically they won't be there because they have to play the Chiefs twice a year. And then like there's just other high-powered AFC teams that they have to play. But they have looked phenomenal against two of the best offenses in the league back-to-back weeks in Kansas City and Oakland. I mean, they just, I, by by Kansas City standards, they shut them down because they looked, and re- I know Kansas City a couple of weeks ago still scored 24 points or whatever, but that's really good. And just the eye test of showing you how much they confuse Patrick Mahomes. This defense is legit, man. They may be the best team in the AFC right now. No, they might be. I don't know. There's they a debate, be. but they're in the conversation. They, they are up there. They are up there. That they, you know, Brandon Staley, I think I think he might end up being the, the coach of the year, if I'm being yeah. completely honest yeah. with you. He's, I think you're right. he's got that team. He's got that team working for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, he... He kind of just like unlocked a little bit of the defense or uh, the, the offense of the Raiders and kind of figured out how to really kind of shut them down a little bit. Now, yeah. granted, not everyone has Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. And, and Joey Bosa up front. Like that's not, you know, not every single team has that. But, you know, I think there's some teams that, that can make it work for sure. Uh, Frank, before we get to our pick for this game, I have I have a little breaking news for you. I don't Uh-oh. know if you saw this. Uh-oh. New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, you know, which way are we going there? Jalen Smith has been cut yeah. by the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. That's, 
Do we know why? I, all I saw, I thought, it, it, but it wasn't from a confirmed uh, account. So I thought I didn't know if it was legit. Why it's, did he get cut? Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter. Oh, so Schefter tweeted. I, I saw it from a non. Yeah. They were just like, "Wow, I can't believe Jalen." I was like, "What?" Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I haven't. I, I'm I'm kind of looking right now. Um, you know, we, I saw it. I saw it about 20 minutes ago, but I, I wanted to wait till we got uh <laughs> till we got to our our you know got to our picks here. I'm not seeing anything really about uh, they tried to trade him i guess yeah yeah uh but maybe they he like, was just maybe just unhappy though he's become sort of the odd man out because van der Esch has looked better than him so he's been the second yeah. linebacker and then obviously the rookie has looked really good uh yeah. micah parson so there had to have been some internal conflict that they were talking about trading him and such hey bring him into chicago we can use an inside linebacker i just even though alec ogletree that, that's a player we haven't talked about he has been playing very been well good I am very glad we made that uh, decision to sign him because with Trevathan being out, I mean, who would we have? Would we have like Woods right now, an inside linebacker? That would have been awful. Alec Overtree has been the defense's uh, like unsung hero to this point. He has been playing ball. Totally agree. Totally agree. But I'm going with Cowboys. Uh, Going with Cowboys as well. Uh, (laughs) Just a better team right now. And, you know, this is what Mike McCarthy does. He, He plays well with good quarterbacks and then they get to the playoffs and they don't win. I mean, it's it's really that simple. Hey, but speaking um, of speaking of, uh, the guy calling plays, Kellen Moore, he's on my short list of coaches that I want in Chicago next season. He's one we'll, of them. We'll talk. We'll talk about that, you know, down the road. Not right now, Frank. Relax. Well, because Nagy's right? gonna Nagy, figure it out, baby, and get yeah, us to twelve wins. Nagy's still in control. All right, he's still got his. Everything goes through him. Could you, could you, could you imagine did. we? Could you imagine if we like signed him to a, a two-year deal, like under the table that no one knew? And like next year, we're still we're still paying him, and he's like an NFL pundit now on NFL Network, and he's like, well, everything the Bears do, it so goes through me. I get a paycheck. It, it Listen, so goes through. I, I hear they're they're talking with Keller Moore. I approve that. All right, give me some credit now. All right. Listen, I just got my McDonald's check. You see this? He's in McDonald's commercials now. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. He's trying to get you to work for McDonald's. Trying to tell you why it's so great. NFL he's gonna be working at McDonald's soon. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's coming. You know, those memes are coming. Everything Ronald uh, does, it goes through me. It doesn't matter every, if he's if he's making the content for the commercials. It goes listen, through me. The breakfast breakfast being all day right here. <laughs> me. I made that decision. All right. <laughs> listen, you want a quarter pounder? I made it a triple pounder. That's me. I do that. <laughs> listen, I know Akeem Hicks needs to get some more pounds. All right. I made that burger a little thicker. Yeah. That goes yeah. through me. All right. Yeah. The fountain sprite best here. That's my doing. That's that's all all, all me. Bring it back orange high C. This guy. All right. They ran it up the chain. What if final say? What if, it, what if part of his uniform policy is that they have to cut the holes out of their hats? They they have enough money to afford to buy the <laughs> the visor. The visors. Just cut. No, yeah, they, they cut the They holes. wear the visors. They yeah. wear they wear the visors at McDonald's. That was obviously yeah. a Matt Nagy staple. He no, probably made that. It went, it went through him. Be you. Yeah. All right. As long as you're serving those customers. <laughs> be you. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. All right. San Francisco and Arizona. Frank, we're both going to Arizona, right? I'm going Niners, baby. This is the oh, same game for them. I don't know who's starting at quarterback, but it doesn't fucking matter. This defense is showing up, and they're going to show you guys that Kyler Murray is amazing, but not this week. Niners are winning. Wow. All right. I'm going Arizona. I think you're on. I have to sprinkle in some upsets in here. I feel like this week's a little too straightforward for me. It, it is pretty straightforward. I'm sure we'll still manage to go like nine and seven. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, Frank. By far best Sunday night game yes. this season. Uh, Buffalo at Kansas City. I, I want Before we get to your pick, Frank, I, I do want to throw something in here. I uh, It is so ESPN that they finally have something that makes Monday night football watchable, and then they get rid of it for a few Wait, weeks. So, the, but I, is it gone? Was, when, when is it coming back? So I, I've seen that they, they were only scheduled to do 10 games or so. Um, and oh. I, week seven, they come back. So I, I'm not sure if they're going to be doing the Bears Steelers game. I'm not sure if that's on, on, the, on the lineup card. I really hope it is because I want to hear them talk about the, uh, the Bears and, and Justin Fields, obviously. And, and realistically, it, it just it's the only way to watch Monday Night Football, man. Like Steve Levy just isn't good at it. He's bad. He's just I know not he's bad. good. And yeah, I was really disappointed, man. I was really, really disappointed that they they, they just. That was a good game. That would have been a really good, a, a really entertaining game for the Mannings to, to be calling with two good quarterbacks. Like, I, it's just so ESPN. They probably saw the numbers where they're like, all right, listen, we're getting more views on ESPN2 than our main channel. We can't have that. Get them out of here. Yeah, that's dumb. People like this? No, can't have that. This is dumb. Can't have that. <clears throat> Got to make one unwatchable. Frank, are you sticking with the, the, the theory? Are we sticking with Kansas City? What are we doing here? So... Floyd Mayweather used to say in his fighting career, you know, when someone asked, are, are you going to fight so-and-so? And he'd say, ah, he's got so-and-so problems. I mean, he's got a loss on his record over there. Let him take, you know, let him clean that up. The, you know, Josh Allen still got Patrick Mahomes problems, baby. He can't seem to get over that hump. I know their defense has been balling. They're not going to be able to do what they've done to everyone else. This is the Chiefs. We just talked about the Chargers may be the best defense in the league because they held them to 24 points. That's still a good <laughs> amount of points, you know, and it, in the NFL. Uh, I'm going Chiefs over the Bills, but I'm hoping I'm hoping it's a shootout, man. Like I have too many Bills players on my fantasy roster. Their defense has been too good. They're up 32 to nothing at halftime. And here comes fucking Mitch Trubisky <laughs> running touchdowns and shit. No. Josh Allen needs to play all four quarters in a shootout. Stephon Diggs needs to go out there and ball out. I need it. But I'm going yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs as well. It's it was never a question in my mind. I'm writing down the schedule. Yep, Casey, here we go. I don't even think about Buffalo. They're not even – it's not not even a question right now if Buffalo is going to win this game because they need to prove it to me first. You're absolutely right about that. Monday night football. Oh, God damn. I mean, I don't know about this, this one. This is Frank. an ugly one, yeah. This is an ugly one. Indianapolis at Baltimore. I can only imagine what they talk about with Indianapolis at Baltimore. I'm sure it won't be brought up that the Colts left Baltimore in the dead of the night. Yeah. All right, under 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 the Ursay family. I'm sure they will not talk about that no, why would at they? all. Why would they? Why would they? But with that being said, Frank, <laughs> I'm going with Baltimore. You can't fool me. All right. I, I went against the Colts last week and listen, they figured some things out. They figured out, oh, Jonathan Taylor is a good running back. Let's let's give him the ball. Oh, we have Mo Ali Cox, who is a night, who is a matchup nightmare in the in the red zone. We should throw him the football. I don't buy that Frank Wright can do it two weeks in a row. Frank, there's no way he wins this game. I'm going Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going Baltimore too. And and I, the reason that I'm not looking forward to this game is Baltimore plays down to their opponent every <laughs> single like they play yeah. up and down to their opponent. Like they're playing the Chiefs, and you're like, wow this might be the best team in the AFC here. Like, look what they're doing with the Chiefs. And then they play the Lions and look like dog shit. Like, and you know they're a much better team than the Lions. They, they skate away by a record-breaking field goal. Like, that shouldn't have been the case. So this is going to be, I think, 
an ugly game in which like the Ravens win by a half point miraculously, if, and it should if, they, and they shouldn't because they're the better team. Listen, if if the Colts win this game, they're they're right back in it in their season. Yeah, right. They they're yeah. they're right there with in a terrible division that's extremely winnable. Uh, the Titans are are not very good. The, this is again. I, I hate to say it already, it's week five, but this is a must win for the Colts. They have to win this game. Uh, and, and listen, Carson Wentz, he, he, again, I think I think he's kind of one of those players that, that you were just talking about with Baker Mayfield, where it's like, yeah, Carson Wentz doesn't look that good. Well, he does have two sprained ankles. It's like, then don't fucking play. Like, yeah. The problem is, Frank, is that Jacob Eason has now been relegated to QB3. And Brett Hundley is now their quarterback, too. So you really have to start Carson Wentz yeah. if you're not going to win a game. So, you know, I, I think they're going to run the ball. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I, I think this is going to be a I, lot. I it's going to be fast, too, because the Colts are going to run the ball. Obviously, the Ravens are going to run the ball a whole heck of a lot. I need to see the Ravens get Mark Andrews uh, in, involved in the offense. They need to – why pay him all that money if you're not going to use him? I don't understand. Because tight ends suck, Jack. That just is what it is. They do. They do. Uh, but with that being said, the Corked Up podcast does not suck, and we appreciate you guys for listening and, and figuring that out. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with, spoiler alert, Frank, uh, I may be a little distracted getting married next Saturday. Not not this upcoming Saturday, but the next one, Saturday. Yep. I'm a little dis- distracted. So just so you know, I may miss Bears Packers and, and that might be for the best. But you won't you maybe not you maybe won't get my immediate reaction. You'll definitely get Frank's. Uh, you'll definitely get our immediate reaction to Bears Raiders uh, Sunday night. Yep. So definitely tune in for that. Um Please like, subscribe, all that good stuff on YouTube, on, you know, wherever you listen to this podcast. We really do appreciate you guys listening and all of our new uh, followers. We've gotten a, a bunch of new followers. We're, we're super excited to have you. We're, we're happy you like what we do. Um, please feel free to let us know how we can continue to improve on our podcast. We, we love feedback. Uh, just kidding. We fucking hate your feedback. And I don't respect it. All right. And if you give it to us, I'll call you out. That's all I'm going to say, Frank. So Listeners, say. he's he's a liar. He's a liar and a deceiver. He is the most excited he's ever been about this podcast, and he appreciates everything that you do. Uh, I don't by liking, subscribing, <laughs> and commenting. Um, and I'm really disappointed that you're you're you know you're gonna miss that immediate reaction when Justin Fields fucking forcefully takes the torch from Aaron Rodgers' dead cold fucking hands, and he says we're the team in the north. But that's you know, it's for another day. It's for another day. Yeah. But I'm ready for Yeah, it. we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that later, Frank. But until next time, thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Let's go, Bears. Let's go. Come on. Yes, sir. Later, Jackie. Later, everybody.